What are we calling bullshit on today? Men. <laughs> Marie loves her wine. I do love my wine. I wish I had a glass of wine right now. Yes. There's a lot of shit going on. Just to be clear, it's Monday at noon. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, every single time you record, I get a little nervous. We're not professionals and it's season two officially. I mean, I didn't say we weren't professionals. Yeah, we're gonna have men actually talk. It's not like our perspective on men, but it's the man perspective of the man. Well, to be fair, we picked the men. <laughs> Welcome to season two, where it's all about the men. What are we calling bullshit on today? That it's always the other person's fault in a relationship. I would say in my younger 20s, that was such a big thing for me. It was like I didn't know how to look in the mirror when I was in a relationship because it's so much easier to look through a glass window and see another person on the other side. And when they do, when it's always like when they do something to piss you off, when they, when, when they, it's, it's actually kind of maddening because you're not in control when you refuse to take accountability for your actions and reactions. Right, so that's what we're talking about today is that it's so easy to place the blame on the other person and oftentimes we will call our best friends and be like, he did this. And we want them to ultimately obviously agree inside with us, but a true friend would be like, well, wait a minute. Let's talk about both perspectives, but I feel like that comes with age and wisdom and experience because yeah, when you're- And security and in a friendship. Right, and security in a friendship and within yourself, right? To be able to take accountability and then also have a friend that can be like, well, you know, Marie. There's three sides right. to every story. <laughs> and there is. So we're gonna kind of dive in that into that a little bit today about being able to take accountability for yourself and also holding your friends and your social circle accountable for, you know, their participation in whatever the problem may or may not be. Yeah, and I think calling bullshit on that is so important because most of the time when relationships have issues or fails or arguments or things, it's really, it's it has nothing to do with the other person. It's always to do with you. Like, think about right now when you're in a really bad bad mood, right? And it has nothing to do with the person that is right in front of you. And you're carrying all the baggage from the day. And then your partner or your friend or whoever says something. And it's like World War Four has <laughs> arrived for no reason. And you're like, God forbid you would just pause and take a moment and realize that they're not the, they're not the, yeah, um, sure. what is that called? Uh, the dartboard for your darts that you're about to throw at. And it's like, whoa, wrong crowd. I just walked in like to this thing. And it's easy because people are working at such a fast pace nowadays where it's like you go from one thing. I, t I complain all the time about it's really hard to do transition. So I go from mom mode to work mode to girlfriend to mode. Oh, you've actually called me out on that, but not by calling me out by calling yourself out. And I have, ex I have expressed that very common and very currently now where I'm like, I'm really bad at transitions. It's too much to go from mom mode to work mode to girlfriend mode to ex-wife mode to coach mode to all of these modes. And so I need like this buffer of time. The next thing I know is I'm having a reaction for all of the things that happened throughout my day. Right. And, and that actually happened yesterday. Just so yesterday, I don't know when we're going to air this show particularly, but yesterday was Super Bowl Sunday. And so I had had a crazy week. I was super overstimulated, overworked, and I was supposed to go to Marie's last night. 
and I texted her yesterday morning and I was like, I love you, but I am so overwhelmed right now. And I'm going from one thing to the next today. You know, multiple things have to happen today. And then tonight I'm just not like, I wouldn't show up as my best self at all. I would just be miserable. And that's not fair to Marie or her kids or anybody. So I just politely was like, listen, I love you, but I just need to like chill out. And the old me, I was proud of me for setting the boundary, but also for being honest. You know how many times we want to lie when we just don't feel like doing something? And it's not that I didn't want to spend time with Marie. Mm -hmm. It's that I just was like, okay, what do I need right now to be able to set myself up for the week? And so I just needed to kind of reset. But that's something also like, don't be afraid to advocate for yourself and set a boundary so that you don't have that trigger moment when, you know, you come home and your partner's there and you just went through all these transitions and then you get home and they left a dish in the sink and you just go insane, right? Exactly. We've all had the moment where one thing just sets us off and they're like, uh, all I did was, you know, breathe. not put my socks <laughs> in the hamper or hi, I'm here. All I did was breathe. <laughs> I'm just living and you hate me. I'm just me. living. Yeah, like what? And it really has absolutely nothing to do with them at all or the dish in the sink or the socks not being in the hamper. It has everything to do with you. And the fact that you haven't like learned to really completely self-regulate in between those transitions yet. Yeah, 100%. And I, as a, as a respectful friend, what did I say to you? You were like, no worries. I totally understand and totally get it. And that's something that we've developed, you know, just being honest with one another. Like I am never upset with my friends at all when they're like, hey, I know we had plans, but I'm just really needing some time to myself or I'm just not feeling up to it or whatever the case may be, or I just need to lock myself in my bedroom for an hour, you know, I'm totally okay with that. And I'd rather just the honesty, but that doesn't always exist. Same thing with partnerships. You know, when we take it to, you know, romantic relationships, you can't always show up for the other person in the way that they expect. And so that's, um, that's not, that's their shit in this case, right? Mm -hmm. Where they have to understand too, you have to show up for yourself first. Yeah. And I think in, you know, the, the heart of this episode is self-awareness of that transition or being able to communicate what's happening in your world. But you cannot do that until you are self-aware in this topic. So think about it right now. Literally, are you the person who is reacting all the time to situations or are you a good communicator under stress or under hard times or that whatever pick it or do you are you can can you can you call yourself out right now and be like damn like I don't take accountability ever rarely and if you're thinking right now well it is because my boyfriend or my girlfriend or my husband rah, rah, rah. Mm, okay, okay. Like, we have a problem because you're <laughs> Houston, staying yeah you're staying in that relationship or situation um in an unhealthy way. So let's unravel the, we're calling bullshit on you, a person, always blaming someone else, a job, a partner, a something on an issue, rather than taking a moment, looking in the mirror and saying, I am holding myself accountable for a portion of this, or I feel this way because of my trauma, because of my nature versus nurture, because Actually, I'm a very bad communicator and I have been holding all of these things in. So my pot has officially now boiled over. And because I haven't communicated all the small things that have been adding up, the extra thing just blank and everything is your fault, Chrissy. 
Right. I hear this. I actually heard this the other day. I have a, a friend, you know, they're going through a divorce, obviously super sad, but in true male perspective, he's like, this is all because of Saturday. <laughs> she was like, no genius. Like this is from, you know, years of things. Mm -hmm. Like Saturday was just the straw that broke the camel's back. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing is people get, a, it gets so far and then something catastrophic like a breakup or a divorce or a really bad fight or a separation has to happen for somebody to wake up and be like, wait a minute, did I contribute to this? And even then, sometimes it doesn't wake somebody up. But yeah. you have to be able to look at that from that 30,000 foot view and say, what role and what did I do in this situation to get us here? Right? Because it's oftentimes not one little thing that happened, right, that ends this or creates a big argument. It's all of the little things that aren't addressed beforehand. And it's always placing blame on the other person rather than saying, you know, I'm sorry or apologizing. I used to be like the one to never apologize. I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm like, listen, I fucked up. I'm sorry. Yeah. I can try to do this better next time. Or I'll try to, you know, give myself five minutes sitting in my car before I walk in the house and just kind of implode. Right. Like just pausing, taking a breath makes such a difference. Why do you think it's so hard for people to apologize? Do you think it's because we're Italian? <laughs> Capiche. <laughs> I uh, think it's because I'm Italian. <laughs> I think it's because my dad never apologized. So I think... Well, no, this is what happens in Italian families, right? It's like, this is what happens. Everybody has this big fight and then they start, and then the way they settle the fight is that they will start asking random ass questions to just make it not weird anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, is there leftover pasta in the fridge? You know? And then it's like, <laughs> yeah. and then they just forget, they just expect that the argument is forgotten. But then it is, right? But the problem with that is though, that never solves the issue. It, it's either or. So it's either that Italian, if you're an Italian, if you have an, or a Sicilian, even worse, yes, Sicilian. hi, um, family, <laughs> you either have one argument and you don't talk to that fucking person for years. That's true. It's either that or you are death screaming at the other person. This is how I grew up. My mom and my dad would brawl, like, brawl, like, fight. Like me and my brother were like, oh shit. Like <laughs> it was like straight tornado category five argument. And then all of a sudden the next thing, my mom's like, what do you want for dinner? Right. And I'm like, oh, like, yeah, what do you, and, it, and it's, like, it's, it's so fine. It's expected to be fine. And the problem with that obviously is it never gets addressed. And then the same pattern just happens forever. So I've said that about my family is like everything just gets brushed under the rug yep. and it just lives there. Right with the vacuum marks and all. If you're a Sicilian and you have a Nana, you know the what vacuum I'm marks. About. The vacuum <laughs> marks or just like organizing anything or like making it look presentable will solve all of your problems. Right. It's cover the mess with a good old V vacuum line and you have a problem. But this is the problem. This is what so many people, wives, are doing. They are sweeping shit under the rug. They're not communicating. Men not communicating because it's not healthy for a man to tell them to, you know, to say how they feel. So instead of telling their wife or their girlfriend how they feel, they act like an asshole because they're really just hurt inside. But the only way they know how to express their feelings is by being a dick or making a bad decisions because that's what they're conditioned to do. And then all of a sudden, 
There's this episode, a volcano, for no reason when if we were to just have a conversation, it would be so much easier and the problem would be super solved. But we sh shove it under the rug, we don't communicate, you blame it on them rather than looking in the mirror. And that's why, like in this um, as aspect or instance, I mean, having a heated conversation when the temperature is hot is such a bad idea. Like time solves so much because you can actually think about what you want to say. So what is your opinion on this? So blaming the other person, do you, would you rather have, if you're in a heated argument, would you rather have a verbal argument or would you rather have a text argument? So the old me would have like never went to bed angry and just verbally uh, attacked. <laughs> like yeah. I spit venom, right? And so <laughs> I'm not surprised. I have really reeled that back in because I, I've shared this before, but the toothpaste thing really gets me where I, you know, you squeeze all the toothpaste out of the tube and then you try to put it back in. You can't. And so when you say things, you can't take it back. Right. And I, like I said, I spit venom. So in my, in my marriage, my ex-husband and I, I mean, we would say the most God awful things to each other, yeah, same. like that I'm not proud of at all on either <clears throat> side. And now I'm like, if we had just gone to bed angry, right, and one of us just slept on the couch, instead of just battling it out like that and then had an actual conversation the next day, it would have been way better. But also I'm a, I'm a, I write a lot and I feel like I can express myself better when I'm writing because there isn't a back and forth. So I'm not getting super heated as I'm, you know, conversing. So to answer your question, I, I see both sides of it. Like I like having a conversation if it can be you know even keeled and it doesn't yeah. get super heated but if it's getting really heated every time it comes up then resorting to something like text or an email or whatever as impersonal as it may seem is you're able to get your point across without the tempers flaring yeah because when people are temperate they interrupt right. and then god forbid you're in an argument and you interrupt the other person how many of you have been in an argument and you're like, stop interrupting me, stop interrupting me. And then the argument turns into this interruption argument. And you're just yeah. like, what is happening right now? You are not even arguing about the reason why you're arguing because instead you're pointing darts, fingers, swords at the other person as if they are going to fix the issue that you are feeling when really it probably is the feeling that you need to deal with either on your own, with time, writing it down, or having a movement like going to bed angry. I can resonate with you so much there where me and my ex-husband, we used to battle it out until 2 a.m. in exhaust. Like no one shows up as their best self with alcohol or when they're hangry or when they're tired. If you are one of those things. <laughs> or if when you they're are, hormonal. Or hormonal, <laughs> right. If, like. Murder might happen. Like if you're drinking, don't have an argument. If you are about to get your period, don't have an argument. If you haven't eaten in the last four hours, do not have an argument. And then lastly, if you have to pee, do not have an Just kidding. You have to set yourself up for a good environment to have a productive conversation. Because I think the first step, and maybe we can peel it all, um, peel it away now, is... First step, if you're ready to have an interaction or a conversation about an issue in your relationship is the first thing that you should do is have a conversation with yourself. Write yourself a note. Have a conversation with yourself. I remember going to therapy and my therapist asked me, what do you want 
out of this conversation. And everything you say from this point on is in the direction of the resolution of your topic. So say if you're in an, a, a convert or a, a argument, let's say, do you want to end the argument with a solution or do you want to end the argument in divorce or do you want to end the argument with security? What is the end game? Yeah, like what so, are you looking to feel from this? Right, so say if it's security, say if it's not jealous, say if it's heard or seen or anything, appreciated, sex, valued. appreciated, anything, that's the end game. So everything that you say from this point on is going towards that direction. What is the topic of the, to- what's the topic of the, of the argument? Hey, Chrissy, oh, let's pretend we're having a friend argument. Like I'm feeling like you're not valuing what I bring to the table in this relationship. And so at the end of this conversation or argument, I want us to both feel valued and secure in this, like in this situation, like, are you aligned? Yeah. And then work from the resolution and the solution backward. And I never have ever in my life looked at an argument or a situation like that. But when my therapist was like, everything you say from this point forward is pointing in that direction. I was like, oh, because before I would run around in circles and point and throw and hurt to get my point across, rather than I would say, I'm feeling this way. This is the resolution. How do we get there together? Because this isn't a me issue. This isn't a you issue. It's an us issue. Well, and, and that's the thing. I think to go way back to your question about why don't people want to apologize yeah. is, well, first of all, nobody likes to be wrong. And it takes a very secure person to say, hey, listen, I fucked up. I'm sorry. You know, I'm taking accountability for my own actions, right? Like that, that takes wisdom and experience and growth to be able to come from that place. But also, you know, especially in a relationship, whether it's a friendship, romantic or otherwise, it is not you versus the other person. It is you, it it is the two of you versus the problem. Yeah. So most people come at it as I need to win this argument. You're both winning the faster you can come back to peace together. And whether that's either together or apart, the peace part is what's important. So you have to be able to say, you know, this is what I'm looking to get out of this. Whether you're splitting, staying together, it doesn't matter. But there still has to be an element of peace for everybody involved so that there's less resentment, less anger, less hate, right? Less frustration. Because if you can let go with grace or you can come together peacefully, that's really ultimately what everybody wants. And I do think sometimes we assume that we have to stay together because we're in a relationship together when really these epic arguments of you of you realizing that one maybe you do, maybe you did the work and you're like you know what I have come to a point where I feel secure content with you know what this person is actually causing me a lot of issues that person might not be the person for you so your solution and resolution might be acknowledging that and then articulating that to say, hey, you are great how you are. The reason why we're arguing is because we don't value or see the same things as important or as um, as a thing in our relationship that we want. Like we are just, we see things differently and that is okay enough to say that our solution is to be apart. Because I think sometimes you're fighting as oil and water or a negative and a negative, and you're constantly, it's just like when you have two magnets that don't belong together, 
you never will get them together. And it's, you try as hard as you can, but sometimes the reality is, is it's just not ever going to work. So instead, you blame the other person because you want them to be different. You want them to change when all reality is that they are who they are and you're never going to find that solution in peace because that person is just different than you. So instead of trying to change them or throw daggers at them and blame everything on them, take accountability for choosing, this is maybe not the right space, time, relationship for you, and they might be perfectly perfect for someone else, but not for you. Yeah, and I just also wanna say as we wrap this up that we're not saying that you should just, you know, let go of these arguments. Like, I think that's the big thing too, is especially women, they just want to, they're, they're peacekeepers for the most part. Like they want to keep the peace. They want to move on from it. But then what happens is they become resentful, but they also become a shell. And so they just start to go through these motions because they're just allowing all of these things to happen because every time they spoke up, it was a big argument. Yeah. And so that's a huge red flag. If you're, if you, the few times you've brought up the same issue, it's always a blow up. And things never change and the cycle continues. And then you just stop saying something because you don't want the outcome. That's your sign that something major needs to change there. And that you're married to a narcissist. Most likely. <laughs> Gas like it. I don't like throwing that around, but that is true. And then, but here's what I will say. When I get to the point in a relationship when I am done, yeah, oof. I don't argue anymore. I really don't. Yeah. I am just like, okay, cool. Great. So I will Great. say there is an element to me that Ha- like, if if you're still having these conversations and there's still passion and love present, like, there's still hope to work through it. But when, especially a woman, and women, you know, when you get to that point where you're like, okay, whatever. Oh, like, I the fuck tech tell- ran out. Yeah, I used that's to tell my, I used to literally tell my ex-husband, when I stop caring, you know there's an issue. The fact that I'm fighting and trying, I care. The When I go silent... It means I don't give a fuck anymore. No response is a very valid response. <laughs> Big response. And that's, you know, I, I, I stopped. If you're in a relationship right now where you used to fight, 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 fight because you were fighting for something, dagger, dagger, throw, throw, resolution, unresolved, resolution, unresolved, like the same patternization. And then all of a sudden now you just choose to be separated. And I don't mean actually separated, just like hang out with your own friends, not really communicate go to bed angry, not care anymore, uh, just allow those issues, shell up, n- lessen communication to solve an argument so it doesn't exist, is I would argue that like you need to go to therapy. Because that not commun- the non-communication is going to ultimately make this worse. And would you rather waste more time in silence or have productive resolution? I think that's hard. I think it's easier to point the finger that they are making you upset, that the other person is making you feel a certain way. But until you can articulate how and why you feel a certain way in a relationship, like if your ex-boyfriend or your boyfriend or your husband, girlfriend, whoever is making you feel a certain way, the ability to articulate how you're feeling instead of calling them out is so important. And yes, every sentence matters. You made me feel blank. You blank. It's not, there's no resolution. Is that because I'm automatically on defense? I'm automatically like, just put me against the wall, put me in a choke. Um, I'm here because like, there is nothing I am going to be able to do to get out of this. Because you've already decided your your decision is made up that I did this. No, rather than, hey, Chrissy, like, I felt this way when you did this. 
can you tell me how you see it? The resolution and the solution of this argument right here, this topic is, I would like us to be, I would like more alone time with you. I would like to, to feel more connected. I want to feel secure. You made me feel jealous or I felt jealous when this happened. Like, how do you see it? Can we fix and this? And see that flip right there. It's not, I, the you made me gives a certain like negative connotation because it's like you're in attack mode. Mm -hmm. But when you say, when you did this, this, or this made me feel jealous, right? You're taking accountability for your feeling, not saying that what they did was right or wrong, mm -hmm. but there's also a way to like word it and use verbiage that is a little less combative and you're not coming at the person. And that also comes with time and just, you know, getting to know the other person, but really getting to know yourself and just being okay with saying, this is what it made me feel. Right, like it's not easy to say, oh, this made me feel jealous. Yeah, and you it's know? hard because I think a lot of the times people will be like, people will feel all of a sudden that their feelings are invalid because the other person's like, well, I didn't mean to make you feel like that. Well, I know you didn't mean to, but it did. And so now the ball's in your court to articulate what you were trying to make me feel. Hey, I'm sorry I disregarded your feelings, Chrissy, because I needed a moment because I'm going through something and babe, it's nothing about you. My issue right now has nothing to do with you. I'm so sorry it's making you feel a certain way, but I'm telling you the angle that in which I was trying to is because I feel overwhelmed at work. I feel like I need to figure my shit out. And unfortunately, you're taking the brunt of that feeling. But can you respect for a minute that I'm going through this and I'm sorry that I've brought it to us? And so I'm going to do a better job of not bringing it to us, but actually what I'm really trying to say is I need your help because I can't do this on my own. I'm overwhelmed. I'm frustrated. You're obviously taking the brunt of this issue because I'm ignoring you, because I'm disregarding your feelings, because I'm not spending time with you, because we're not communicating properly, because I'm deciding to go to the bar and drink because I need alone time and I don't feel like I can do that when I'm home because you're fucking nagging me. You're like, you know what I mean? Like, this is all real. Yeah. But people don't articulate it. They don't take accountability. So they don't get what they want out of the uh, situation. If they would just say how they really felt and what they needed, the other person should be receptive to it. And if they're not, then that person is not in the right interest of you. And that's not fair. And like, maybe then that's when you know that this relationship is kind of just worn and needs some real time and love. But like, I got to the point in my relationship where I didn't care. Like, I was like, I don't care that you need this. Like, because I was such in desperation that I needed attention. So my focus was on me. So I knew that I. Yeah, I think you just knew. Like your mm -hmm. therapist asked you, you know, and you were like, well. Yeah, this is what I want out of this. This is what I want out of this. And that's, that's the key. So we just wanted to call bullshit today on, you know, always blaming the other person. Sometimes it is legit the other person. Yeah. But the Sometimes majority of the time, we can usually understand that we play at least part of the role in whatever the situation is. And when you work together and take accountability for your own actions, it also opens up and makes the other person feel more secure or more comfortable taking accountability for themselves as well. Because vulnerability is honestly like authenticity and it's genuine. And when you can both be vulnerable together, it's like such a superpower. Definitely. I agree. So we hope you enjoyed and had some introspection about this topic. I know this resonates with me and I've grown and gotten so much better. So hope this helped. Again, um, you can hit us up if you'd like to email us, marieandchrissy at gmail.com or find us on Instagram. We call bull sh not shit. 
we call Bullsh SH. <laughs> or even you can find us on YouTube. So we have a YouTube channel called We Call Bullsh as well. Bye guys. See ya.